you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord, that no matter and know how great our sin, that your grace is greater, that the blood of Jesus speaks for us. Lord, it's because of what you did, because of what you did, that we can stand redeemed. We can stand right before you. Lord, we just thank you for that. Thank you for love. Thank you for love for us. Sometimes it's hard to understand. But Lord, we thank you for the price that you paid. We just thank you for that in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. For those of you that ever say, well, I don't know what I could do. I hope that when you listen to Miriam and Ralph this morning, that maybe you thought, you know, there is something for all of us to do. You know, so many times we look past some of the biggest things, I think. They maybe seem too small for us, but, you know, praying for others, praying for one another. I want to talk a little bit about what it means to pray for one another. It's called, we call it intercessory prayer, praying on behalf of other people, praying for other people, praying for God to bless them, God to save them, God to heal them, God to deliver them, God to protect them, God to give them provision, whatever they might need, you know. It's important, you know, that the scripture Miriam shared about who's going to stand in the gap. And, you know, it's people. Ordinary people. Ordinary. Don't undersell your ability or privilege or probably the necessity for us to stand in the gap for people. People around us, people, nations. There are people who are struggling around you who on their own probably can't make it. But you can stand in the gap. And you can pray for them. And, and it's important, you know, we, as Christians, you know, I think sometimes our tendency is to see the, all the things going bad around us and to say, oh my goodness, look how bad it is. It's terrible, you know. And I'm not saying it's good. But as we stand and look around us, that knowing that that's not how God wants it. And then it's up to us, his people, to stand in the gap and pray for those things. If we do nothing, nothing's going to change. You know, it's up to God's people. That's why when he brings judgment or when he comes to correct things, where does he start? He starts with his people. If my people will humble themselves and pray. He doesn't say, well, if, if all the worldly people that don't believe in me, if they just humble themselves and pray, it'd get better. Well, that's not going to happen if my people. So it's us. So it's us. We need to see that it's important that we, we do that. We begin to pray for one another and pray for others, pray for situations. God will put it on your heart who to pray for. If you get serious about it, if you say, boy, you know, I, ought to, I, I need to pray for people. I need to... God will put it on your heart. People will come to your mind that you never thought about, that you haven't thought about for a while. And when that happens, pray. Pray. Pray for them. Oh, wow. I, should, I need to pray for them. You know, they, maybe they're going through something. You don't, it doesn't, you don't have, and you don't have to know. Okay? Sometimes Christians get a little busybody. Okay? You don't have to know. Just pray. Just pray for them. In first in Second Corinthians, the first chapter, the eleventh verse, the apostle Paul says, 
you also helping together in prayer for us. He's talking to the church. He says, you helping together in prayer for us that thanks may be given by many people on our behalf for the gift granted to us through many. He says, you know, he's thankful for the prayers of the church for him, for, for many things. And he's thankful that he understands how important it is for people to be praying for him. You know that people pray, pray for one another, pray for each other. Um, in Romans, in Romans, the fifth chapter or the 15th chapter, the uh, beginning to the 30th verse. He says. Now, I beg you, brethren, through the Lord Jesus Christ and through the love of the spirit that you strive together with me in prayers to God for me. Now, does that sound arrogant? Now, see, some people, well, that's kind of arrogant. No, he understood the importance of prayer. And he says that you strive together with me in prayers for me. He, he needed prayer. He needed help. He knew that. That I may be delivered from those in Judea who do not believe. And that my service for Jerusalem may be acceptable to the saints. That I may come to you with joy by the will of God and may be refreshed together with you. Now the God of peace be with you all. Amen. Paul understood the importance of prayer. He said, pray for me. I need it. I understand the importance of your prayers, and I need that. He understood that. You know, pray, pray for me. Pray for one another. It's important. It's important. As Christians, we need to be willing to stand in the gap for people, for people in different places. In Psalms 106, Psalms 106, verses uh, 21 to 23. It says that the children of Israel forgot their Savior who had done great things in Egypt. Wondrous works in the hand of him. Awesome things by the Red Sea. Therefore, he said that he would destroy them. Had not Moses, his chosen one, stood before him in the breach, in the gap, to turn away his wrath lest he would destroy him. It says if Moses had stood in the gap for the people, God would have destroyed him. God would have destroyed him. Now, you can, don't ever undersell the power of your prayers. And, it's, and let me say that. It's not, I say the power of your prayers, but it's not that your prayer is so powerful. You know, like, well, you pray such great prayers. Wow, those are powerful. No, it's because you believe in the one you're praying to, and he has the power. Okay, that's where the power lies. You know, and, and you know, and we say, well, your prayers are powerful only because of the one we're praying to. Okay, but the importance of being willing to stand in the gap, for, and he stood in the gap for a whole people, a whole people. You know, and he said, Lord, Lord, turn their hearts, you save them, protect them. You know, stood in the gap. You know, I don't know. I mean, you know, don't, don't underestimate. You could stand in the gap for our nation. He said, you know, one. I don't, God's never looking for a bunch. He'll take one, you know, and I believe there's more than one praying. But, you know, if there's only one, that's okay. It's okay. We need to be willing to stand in the gap. And don't let it, don't think, well, that's too big. I can't do that. Well, that's, I'll, I'll do something small. You know, we serve a big God. It's not you, it's him. And so, you know, God will use 
ordinary people. Ordinary people. Ordinary people. You know, I've known Mary Ralph all my life. Um, I've known probably Miriam a little bit longer. We, we went to church together. As, grew up, were born babies in the same place. I know Miriam Ralph all my life. You know, we've been good friends. They are ordinary people. Ordinary people, just like you. You know, ordinary people. And they do what they think God's told them to do. And they're willing to do that. And God uses that. God used that. You know, sometimes we think, well, God can't use me. Ordinary people. Ordinary people. Sometimes one of my pet peeves, I probably have, well, one of them. Uh, I have a few. One of my pet peeves is that we think only special, trained, really gifted people can get up front in church. We don't. But some sometimes people think that. Like, well, we don't want them to. There are churches the Gideons can't go to because they're not good enough. I'm telling you, okay? I'm also telling you, God uses ordinary people. We need to see ordinary people. We don't want to, you know, if we see all professional people look all polished and great, we go, oh, boy, I could never do that. God uses ordinary people. Ordinary. You and me, you know? And so we need to understand that. that we, we can be called to stand and pray for people. We can pray for people. Um, look at Acts, uh, Acts 12. Acts 12, verse 5. Peter was therefore kept in prison, but constant prayer was offered to God for him by the church. Peter was in prison, but what happened? Constant, constant prayer. People were praying for him constantly, constantly interceding for him on his behalf. So there's different situations that can happen where we need to pray and intercede for somebody. You know, on their behalf, so that God can do what He wants to do, He can He can have His way. That God will act, and it's it's up to us. You know, it's up to us. We're where's church? Where's church? We've been given authority. We've been given authority. Authority what? Authority in His name, in His name. You know, we pray in His name. And so when we pray for people, we pray for situations. I'll tell you what, you can start in all kinds of places. I'll tell you one place if you want to start. Find a young person you want to intercede for. Find a young person. You know, you can be in your family. You know, sometimes you do that real quick. But if you come across a, a young person, find somebody you're willing to commit to praying for them. Because, folks, we have a lot of young people and children that that's the only way things are going to get turned around. It's the only way. And, you know, we need to be willing to stand in the gap and pray for them. Pray for them. You know, we, we can do things sometimes, and I think we should. The other thing, I have to share this personal thing. Um, last Wednesday, I think it was last Wednesday, I don't know, in the last week or two, one of the little guys we bring to church you know, we, we pick up some kids and bring them to church to Sunday, Wednesday, and they come Sunday, some of them. But this one little guy, you know, he's just always real happy. Just, you know, he's just 
a nice little boy. He's four or five years old, a little guy, four or five years old. But he's always real cheerful and happy. So, you know, so he's, he goes running up the steps at the Methodist church and he's going up the ramp and his shoe comes off. And, you know, no big deal. I'm behind him. And I said, well, get your shoe on. You know, well, he's struggling. He can't get his shoe on. I said, well, just take it up to the top of the step, and then when I get up there, I'll help you put it on. And I get up there, and of course, he has no socks. I mean, it was it was the cold night. I mean, okay, it was Wednesday when it was cold. No socks, okay? And so I, well, here, sit down. You know, I get down. You know, this is, I get down on the ground. <laughs> That's a big deal. Anyway, I get down there, and I'm trying to get this shoe on, and it won't go on. I realized his foot is at least two inches longer than his shoe. And I'm trying to force his foot into a shoe that it's not going to happen. It's got Velcro. What he does is gets as far as he can and Velcros it and then just walks on the heel. <laughs> That's something to pray about. Now, it's also something to act upon. I mean, you know, it's, yeah, don't just say, well, I'll pray for, you know, the Bible says, you know, if you're going to pray, you know, also sometimes you got to give them something, okay? So we're going to give him shoes, but it's like, oh my goodness. So as you come across things, pray for them, pray for them, stand in the gap for these kids that are, I mean, without prayer, they don't have much chance. They don't have much chance. As Christians, we need to see these opportunities and pray and pray for things as the Lord puts them in front of you. You know, puts them in front of you. A lot of times he puts in front of us opportunities. And as his people, we need to see them and and take those opportunities and act upon them and be what he wants us to be to the people around us. So we intercede for others. We intercede for their salvation. You know, number one, first most, they need to know the Lord. They need to know him and trust him. So they need salvation. They need to know that he died for them, that they're special, that, yeah, they make a lot of mistakes and they're terrible. Most, you know, as they get older, most of them think they're worth less. You know, they will tell you that. They'll just flat out tell you, you know, I'm terrible. Nobody should love me. I don't love myself. They just tell you that, you know, so they need salvation. You know, we need to pray for deliverance. They need to be delivered from things that they can't even get out of. And we sang a song about break every chain break every chain there are chains that hold people in bondage and we pray it's prayer jesus said one time those kind only come out by prayer and fasting it's not like you know it's okay to pray one time but i'm going to tell you something you got to get committed to it and pray for them over a period of time pray pray those come out with prayer and fasting continued seeking the lord healing pray for healing for people you can pray for people sometimes when i i don't know maybe it's just me and i'm sometimes quirky i suppose but you know sometimes if my shoulder or my arm or my leg hurts it'll remind me of somebody that's kind of weird but you know like if my knee hurts i think oh you know i need to pray for ralph you know he just cracked his kneecap i just need to pray that the lord touches him and heals his knee you know I'm not saying every time I feel something, I, but, you know, a lot of times I'll think about, then I'll think about somebody. Oh, I ought to pray for them. I ought to pray for them. And so when that comes to your mind, you need to just stop and pray for them. Pray for protection, blessing, guidance. Pray for whatever it is that you might think that people need. You know, intercede for them. Pray for them. 
I want to close with this scripture for 1 Timothy, the second chapter, beginning of the first verse. Paul says to Timothy, he says, Therefore I exhort, first of all, that supplications, prayers, and intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men, for kings and all who are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and reverence. For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior, who desires all men to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. Pray. Pray for those in authority over us. Pray for your boss. Pray for your boss. Pray for teachers if you're going to school. Pray for principals. Pray for superintendents. Pray for those in a pray for the um, people of the police departments, the sheriff's departments, people in authority over us. Pray for those people. Pray for governments, local governments, state governments, our national governments, our president. Pray for those in authority over us. Stand in the gap. If it's going to change, folks, it's going to be the prayers of God's people. It's not, you know, um, it's not going to be in the voting, voting booth. It's not because we vote a certain way and make the right decisions. It's because we pray and we seek God and God has his way. Pray. Pray for those in authority over us. Stand in the gap. You know, so many times, you know, I can complain. You know, I, I look at things and I start complaining. Oh, man, this is a mess. Wow, smear these people. What are they thinking? You know, wouldn't it be better if I spent more time praying? You know, wouldn't it be better? Wouldn't it be more effective if I spent time praying? Praying for those people? Praying for those in authority? That God would have his way? Hearts would be turned to him? That people would make wise decisions without even knowing him? You know? I, you know, you think that doesn't happen? That's got to happen. I mean, that people make wise decisions without even knowing God. You know, so why? Well, the Bible says so we can live at peace. So we have it, you know, we benefit. We benefit from it. That's not our motive, but it's the blessing and it's the benefit that we get to live at peace. So it's important. It's important. It's important we pray. It's important we receive, intercede. It's important we pray for others that God might have his way and lives would be changed. And people would come to know him. Know him. So let's all stand. Heavenly Father, we thank you that we can come to you, that we can represent you, that we can, we can represent you on behalf of others. Lord, help us not to get so caught up in our own lives that we don't see the needs of those around us. Lord, forgive us for times when we're just so worried about ourselves that we don't see all the needs around us. So, Lord, just help us be willing to pray, to pray for others. Lord, as people are put on our hearts, help us to see that oh, there's an opportunity to pray. Lord, just help us to be faithful to you. Lord, we thank you for your faithfulness to us. Thank you, Lord, that we can pray for one another. I pray if anyone has a need this morning, and I say this every week, but, Lord, if anyone has a need, I pray that you'd encourage them to come up and let the prayer team pray for them over to my left when we, when we dismiss. And if you don't know where the prayer team is, come to me and I will tell you or I will pray with you. Lord, it is our desire to pray for people. 
and to seek you, to see your work. So, Lord, we thank you for that. We thank you for your blessing. We thank you for your faithfulness. Lord, just dismiss us now. And we pray this in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. Amen.